Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Little Rock. That would be quite weird. Not not Little Rock, Arkansas. No, I've I've been to Little Rock. I know exactly where that is. Think I'm on a roll here in Little Rock. You know, I nobody told you that Colin Ray was talking about a small town in Newton County, Mississippi. That's right outside of Decatur, Mississippi, mm-hmm. where I went to college. Yeah, yeah. Also, I pretty see, close. I see, pretty close by is little is a little community called Beulah. I didn't realize there was a uh, Lebanon, Mississippi. I need to go there. Yes, that's your people. I need to go 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 mostly my people. Yeah, something tells me you're not going to find a whole lot of people that I don't. I don't like think so. There. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of kibbe and tabbouleh <laughs> on the menu in Lebanon, Mississippi. <laughs> I had to guess. But wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order to be shipped. Right to your door, whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter in your house, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Guys, even though Father's Day has come and gone, there's still you still want to get Dad some great stuff. Football season will be here before you know it. Don't let Dad out of the house in that ratty old polo he's been wearing for six, seven years, or maybe even longer. He might have gotten that in the Croom era. We got to get the bad juju out of there. It's a new era of Mississippi State football with Zach Arnett. It's time for a nice new polo. They've got a lot of great stuff at College Corner, including the state script and the M over S polos that you want to be wearing. Check them out, collegecornerstore.com or either of their two locations in the Jackson area. Restaurant Tyler, Startwell's flagship restaurant, be it lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch, the best meal in town is found at Restaurant Tyler. When you're talking about lunch, you're talking about a blue plate. Here in Starkville, the best one is at Restaurant Tyler. Great choices for meats and vegetables. It's just the best restaurant. Plus, as I've said many times, the only cornbread you can really get me to eat, the sweet potato cornbread at Restaurant Tyler. I like it. I like it. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, you know, beat around the bush there. It's good. It's good stuff. So if you want a great lunch in this city, you only got one place to choose, and that's Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi. That's going to serve you. Head to PriorityOneBank.com, their website, to find the location nearest you and open an account that's going to pay dividends for you now and in the future. Banking locally, it's just as important as shopping locally and eating locally. You want to be able to have a great relationship with your local bank. That way, if you need to get a loan, then you're talking to people that you know and that people have tr- you trust and the people that trust you. You're not dealing with a corporate bank and a bunch of people you've never heard of. 
That's a huge difference, and it's an important one. That's why I urge you to bank locally with a bank like Priority One Bank. Check them out online, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Well, a little bit of a newsy day here in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, you will forgive us. For, <laughs> to say the uh, least. Yeah. You will forgive us. We will not be doing the rumblings after all today, uh, after everything that's happened uh, here in uh, in Mississippi State world. Honestly, Robbie, you know, you know, State being in the College World Series this time of year many times is one thing, but for a, te- for a time where they weren't, this is the newsiest July or June Tuesday that I can remember. Uh, can you remember a day where they got three four-star commitments no. on the same day? I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, even on a signing day, have they ever gotten three four-stars in, in one day? Hmm. So this past year, was Leon Bell well, – Leon Bell was a four-star, right? He was. He ended up being a three-star, though. He got dropped? I believe that's correct. Because I, I, what what I was going to say was, I know they got him and they got Isaac Smith. Did they get another guy on signing day? Yeah. Let's see here. Twenty twenty three. Can I can I do these by date? I cannot. So on signing day, they got Isaac Smith. Jonathan Davis was not a four star, so that doesn't that's no good. Um, and then I'm trying to find Leon Bell. Bell did drop to a consensus three star. So what about on two four seven though? Because we had him as a four uh, star. Let's see, hold on, three star dropped. Did absolutely nothing wrong. Got the bulldog bump. That's unbelievable. Will Fong they, had struck. You again. gave him a four star on that day. He's mm-hmm. he's not played a single game since then and dropped. Please, please someone. It never fails tell to me what, amaze me that guys will play the final game of their career. As a, and they'll be ranked as a mid four star, 93, 94. And then by the time you get to, you know, February, they're at 89. Like, what What changed? You didn't yeah, like what he got you for Christmas? What happened? There's nothing that you can say that, uh, whatever. Right, well, we will get anyway. I, I seriously, the second half of the show, anyway. I seriously doubt that Mississippi State has had no. four, three, four stars in the same I, day. I this agree. was. And JJ Harrell's hinting at more. I, yeah, not four stars, but just more players. I I don't know what could potentially come. But right now, it is like the ball is rolling down the hill, for Mississippi yeah. State. And that remember two weeks ago, we talked about at, at Little Dewey. We talked about you know if Stonka could get on board, could that really move the needle for Mississippi State and get some more guys? And I, I think well, about he could. Him and J.J. Harrell, P.J. Woodland, those guys carry weight. Mississippi State is doing what we thought they should do about a month ago when things were real stale. There was nothing going on. Ole Miss had some momentum. State had to get some guys that had some pull in the class. And when you do that, a lot of times the ball starts to roll, and that's what's happening right now. No doubt. No doubt about it. And and when you you look at what this day has brought for Mississippi State, Currently, they have more four-stars committed than they signed last year. And when you look at 
the 24-7 team rankings, uh, the, the, the in-state rankings. Probably they have a, a legit chance. Yeah, we did a show the other day. We were talking about the blue chip ratio and how state last year they signed four four stars, and they need to bump that to you know more consistently sign six, seven, eight four-star kids. They have a legitimate chance to do that this in year one of, of Zach Arnett. Let's just start at the beginning. Well, let's start yeah. where we were this morning with the news we all expected that PJ Woodland, the defensive back out of Oak Grove, who's been a Mississippi State lean for the past month or so, going back to the, the top dog camp. All of this kind of starts, by the way, at the top dog camp. Like I need a 30 for 30 on the on this top dog camp. And much more to me at this point, you got to say a much more successful top dog camp than that one we were talking about in, yeah, in 2014. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. So, P.J. Woodland makes the call, picks Mississippi State over LSU, among others, uh, four-star defensive back out of Oak Grove. He's this, the top cornerback in the state, the top defensive back in the state. And, and in my opinion, although they play different positions, really cushions the blow of losing Traveris Banks uh, to Ole Miss just a couple of days ago. Oh, everyone kind of forgot about that. As way. the day went on. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were we were discussing when we had – I mean, we were basically almost done or about half, at least halfway through the rumblings when we were talking about, oh, hey, did, you think we should talk about P.J. Woodland? No, 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 we'll talk about tomorrow. There's really right. not that much going on. Yeah, we should give a uh, service announcement that we recorded. About, <laughs> let me see. I, I can tell you exactly how much. Hold on. I mean, it, was, it had to been 30 minutes. No. 20 minutes. Dead on. I mean, dead on 20 minutes of the rumblings when Paul – when Arnett tweets another GIF, and then Paul Jones starts tweeting stuff, and I was like, "We have to stop. We got to see where this takes us." And, and like mid-show, yeah, I'm like, "Hold on, let me find out." We're sitting there. Like, I wish, I hope this recording gets out there at some point. I might, I may just clip a little bit of you going like, eh, and I was like, "Oh, you got to." And tell I was like, kid. "And I was like, oh my god, oh, so we got to do I something." I stopped the here. recording Everybody... and then found out what I found out. So yeah, so but. um this was this was expected. Paul had talked about this on the board. By the way, I mean, if you're if you're sitting around today on Twitter and saying what is going on, why what is happening, what was where is all this stuff coming from? You need to be on our site. Every single thing that's talked about on Twitter, that's coming out on Twitter, it was known hours ahead of time, and in some cases, you know, day or two ahead of time. So you need to be on our site. We have fifty percent off deal. Yeah. So. Um, Paul had mentioned on Sunday or a Monday maybe that P.J. Woodland was coming up for a visit. You know, he delayed his visit last week, and mm-hmm. it kind of felt like he was waiting for that LSU offer. Mm-hmm. We, we've we seen that a hundred times. Kids say they're visiting, then they delay it by a day, and then the next day they say they're holding off or whatever, and you kind of get the gist of what's happening. So it looks like he's waiting out that LSU offer. A few days go by, and it – it appears that, you know, P.J. Woodland kind of gets the idea LSU's probably not going to take him right now. Mm-hmm. They're picking up commitments in his position. Things are changing. So, you know, Mississippi State's probably where it needs to go. So, shows up yesterday and uh, takes the visit, commits to Mississippi State on the spot there, and he commits on Monday morning. So, that's that's been expected, but still a huge gift for Mississippi State. They're starting to really do some work at the cornerback position, mm-hmm. um, and you're starting to, to see some um, traction being made whenever you got the the Cam Dantzlers and the Emmanuel Forbes and 
Next Martin up Emerson. came around Richardson, Martin Emerson. So at this point, State is starting to really stack some really good cornerback classes. And I think P.J. Woodland's the next guy up. And you mentioned the cornerbacks. You know, you think about the a couple of years ago and how – I mean, there's just no getting around it – how poorly Darcel McBath did bringing in cornerbacks for a couple of classes there. That's a guy who's completely turned it around on the recruiting trail. State did an incredible job last year of, of bringing in cornerbacks. When you look at, at, at you know, Bryce Pollock and Kelly Kelly Jones and, um, oh, I can't find Luke Evans and and that group. And uh, I would have Will James is another guy who had power five offers. And now he's he's gone and gotten Woodland. And he, they're they're looking like they're going to you know have another at least one more possibly another four star corner if Cameron Keys ends up becoming a part of this class. That's the guy who you know he got the message. He understood the assignment. I guess is what the kids would say, and has turned it around as a recruiter. We already knew he was a good cornerbacks coach, but he's really turned it around as a recruiter in the past say eighteen months. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I remember the threads back when he first got here, and I was skeptical, too. We just hadn't seen a whole lot from Darcel McBath to get, you know, super stoked. But, man, you look at what he's doing at the cornerback position, you know, since then, you got to feel good about him. On, on top of that, too, the development. He coached Emmanuel Forbes all three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not like he just – he did inherit Emmanuel Forbes, and that's you know that's not a guy he recruited. But I still would have felt good about Mississippi State getting him with Darcel McBath. But he coached him all three years, so the work that he did with Forbes has to be, you know, glorified a good bit. But he, he's really done a good job, I think, evaluating since then, and also winning some big recruiting battles. The first one when when you first started to kind of flip on him was DeCarlos Nicholson. You know, State had to beat out Ole Miss for DeCarlos Nicholson. I think Kentucky, too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big recruiting win. And DeCarlos still has some things to prove, but, but that was a big-time recruiting win for him. So he went out and got him. Um, you know, the, the the other guy in that class was, all, was Aldavian Collins. He ended, up, he ended up transferring, so not much you can say there. But you can't but, call him miss. He ended up at Penn State, obviously a talented player. That's right. Recruited uh, Marcus Banks. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you go with this last class was was really strong. I thought Bryce Pollock was in this class. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly Jones is going to end up being a safety. Probably. But still, Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. I thought Luke Evans, Bryce Pollock, and Kelly Jones especially were three really good ones. And Jalen Abram, too, I think has a chance to be good. So nailed it with that with uh with that class and now getting off to a great start and here with don't forget bringing in Kamari Rogers from the transfer portal. Right. Yep. So no. what he's done, I think he's he's proving that he's a guy that can get out there, evaluate, and recruit. And mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for. So you have that Darcel McBath doing a good job in recruiting. Then you have our guy. And you know what? We're not going to lie. We're not going to sit there and try to tell you. Chad Bumpus is our guy. We we know Chad. And there were some people, there were some skeptics of Chad Bumpus. There were. There were some people who were like, why are we bringing this guy in? Remind Which I don't understand. Successful Power 5 assistant coach and an alum and a, a guy who's from Mississippi. It, it was a natural fit. But there were some doubters. Couple, couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. 
But Chad Bumpus, I, I hope he's sitting somewhere with his feet up and a cigar today because he he did something that that has, quite frankly hasn't been done in Mississippi State in quite some time. Mississippi State has not done well in the wide receiver recruiting world in a long time, and certainly with the in-state guys, they have just missed and missed and missed through the years. Uh, but today, the top two receivers in the state of Mississippi committed to Mississippi State. J.J. Harrell, North Panola High School, and Startable's own Braylon Stonka Burnside, great nickname, are both committed to Mississippi State. It, it feels like that is a, a kind of a statement. Now, it's a long way to December, and I'm sure there'll be some more ups and downs. But today, you know, Ole Miss took a shot at Mississippi State on Sunday. By, by flipping, and I'm, I'll call it a flip, by flipping Traveris Banks. State struck yeah, back. Committed. Yeah, State struck back today. None of those guys were committed to Ole Miss, but they really, really wanted Harrell and Burnside, and now it looks like they'll get neither of them. This is a real power move by Chad Bumpus. And I, I know that Harrell's already committed once, but at this point, I kind of felt like this was going to be drawn out a little bit. I, I felt like State was in good was I in said, a good spot. I said, I said yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi, I think Harold will probably go all the way to December. Yeah. No. Uh, now, I, I thought that State had a chance to to push for those commitments earlier than expected. But, I mean, this is a power move by Chad Bumpus. This is a push to get these guys on board and not a – this isn't a vi- you know visit high or anything like that. This is – the fact that he's developed a relationship with these kids over time and they felt comfortable enough to make this move. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the main thing that's been pushed to them, and I mentioned this before, the way that you needed to attack, I don't know if attack is the word, but to approach the recruitment with, with Stonka especially is your hometown hero. Stay home, lead the class, be the leader of the group, set an example, we need you. That's how that's that's how I felt like they need to approach Stonk, and I think that's what they've done here. And getting them on board at this stage in the game is a power move by Chad Bumpus, and he is right now. He's saying, "I'm here, and I'm going to be a problem in state." And I, I really believe that to be true. I think Chad Bumpus is going to be a mega problem in the state of Mississippi for a long time. So we'll talk about Harold in just a minute. Burnside's a kid you've obviously seen a lot of covering Starkville High School football, and you you know you've been there for all these guys that you know that Miss Starkville has has had. You know, tell us about the player that Stalker Burnside is. Uh, I think you're. I think Mississippi State's getting a really physical athlete, a guy that the way that I put it is he's a he's got a defensive mind mindset on the offensive side of the ball, and that comes with a because he's played both sides and he's probably going to play both sides again this year. I think he'll play some safety. I think um, he'll play wide receiver both. He's got that mindset. He's not, afraid, he's not afraid to put his head down and, and hit somebody. He's going to be a physical presence. I think these are two different receivers. I, I'm not comparing Stonka totally to A.J., but I think he's got a similar um, kind of mindset as A.J. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a great route runner, have really good hands, going to be a physical presence out there like A.J. was. I don't think he's going to be as much of a yards-after-catch guy, a big you know playmaker guy. But he's going to move the chains. He's going to win one-on-one battles. 
Um, really good athlete. I think State's getting one of the best playmakers in the state of Mississippi in that regard. So um, he's he's closer to to AJ Brown, I think, in that in that sense. And I, I really I love the pickup, not just because he's a starful guy, he's because he's a great player and a great athlete. And to get him in June is huge for Mississippi State because you're really building a nice foundation in this class. I mean, you still just got – I mean, you got 13 guys in the class. I mean, that's a solid size class, but you got a lot of more room to fill. Yeah. But this is a great starting point. Harold is very interesting because I feel like Stonka is a really good, good athlete, good football player. But it feels like Harold might just be like a, a little bit higher tier athlete than him in terms of being a playmaker. You mentioned, you know, that 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 Stonk is the move the chains guy. Maybe you know if we're making a, a comparison, Stonk might be like a Jeronia Wilson type guy. You know, God rest his soul. Yeah, you know, but it'd be a guy that you can trust on th- on third and six, third and seven. He's going to body the, the the defensive back and make the the play. Whereas JJ Harrell is kind of the receiver that State has not had for quite some time. The, the guy who can make plays with his feet, who you can throw the ball short to and get he, he can get down the field. He can turn short passes into long gains. It's what State would have been really happy getting one of these guys to get them both is, is is like you said that's a coup for Mississippi State. It is a statement by Chad Bumpus. It is a statement by Zach Arnett. You know, I just I mean I've said it before the the, the friendly egg bowl that Leach and Kiffin had that's gone. That's gone. Zach Arnett's not going to be much for that. And and I think I real I, I honestly think I honestly believe you know because they would have taken these commitments any day right if they could have gotten them next week they would have. I, I think there was a concerted effort by Mississippi State to say let's let's just see if we can't push here, and you know we had a bad day Sunday. Let's see if we can have a good day today. I think it is. I think this there's look there's going to be so much ebb and flow in this rivalry over the course of the next few years. There's going to be buddy, and especially over, this year over the course of the rest of the history of the world there will be ebb. And yeah, flow. that's true. I don't think either one is ever going to truly separate from the other. It's going to – I mean, I'm just being realistic here. It's going to be like this back and forth. Both teams are going to recruit about the same profile that they have. Ole Miss has recruited a higher ranking than Mississippi State most years. I think state's, State has the ability to branch out a little bit more. I think State, with, with Zach Arnett and the staff he's building, I think they have the ability – to have a higher ranked class than they usually do. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be this back and forth. Mississippi State gets momentum, Ole Miss gets momentum because both, neither team is going to allow that to happen for the other team to take full momentum. You know, we've already been hearing rumblings that Ole Miss is really pushing Cam Franklin to commit. Yeah. Um, basically, fresh off of this news. So it's, it's going to continue to be this way for both of these teams. That's why I, just really did not get super upset with where things were for Mississippi State at the beginning of this class because there's no way that you could convince me that the staff that Zach Arnett had put together was going to just kind of go through the motions and have a, a really blah class, mm-hmm. especially this year with the the talent that they have in the state. You knew at some point that the momentum was going to shift a little bit, and it did. Yeah. When you look at the the remaining players in the state of Mississippi, you know you mentioned Cam Franklin. I, I just don't foresee him ending up at Mississippi State. Same with Jamonte Waller. I don't know if that that uh, 
Florida commitment will hold, but he I don't think Mississippi State will end up being a player for him. Cam I also Beavers, don't think that he's a five-star recruit either. But Well, and I, I probably agree with that, but he is a good football player. And you if, they, if he called to commit Mississippi State. No, no, I never said that. No, I'm well, not, I'm I mean, not saying, I'm just said, saying I, I'm just saying I don't think that – well, you're looking at – I think you're you're taking this from the message board conversations that we that have been happening. I'm not involved in it. Yeah. But Jamonte Waller is not the best player in the state. He's not a ninety-eight. I probably, I, probably Mar- I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know Franklin is Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't think those two are your best two players. Yeah. I'm hoping that we get some kind of re ranking of this class because like everybody's getting down to eighty seven. Uh, I mean PJ Woodland's fifteenth. Yeah. Terrence Hibbler's nineteenth in the state. Like what what's happening? Yeah. With these rankings. We we gotta get this fixed. But overall point, state would take Jamonte Waller, they would take right. Marion Franklin. But I don't think that either one of those guys are five star players. We've seen five star players mm-hmm. in this state. They separate themselves from everyone. Yeah. The the players that have come out out of Mississippi that have been five stars. You've known right away they're five stars. You, you think about a five-star defensive lineman from the state. The last one was Jeff Simmons. I mean, mm-hmm. these kids are not Jeff Simmons. Mm-hmm. They're good players. They're really good players. And Mississippi State would take their commitments, but they're they're not Jeff Simmons. Cameron Beavers, and I'm looking at the 24-7 composite in case you're wondering, currently committed to Ole Miss. That's one I feel like State will fight for. They're going to go back and forth a little bit. I don't, I don't know if they can flip him. But State will try to stay in that battle. Harold's fourth. Jeffrey Rush is is committed to Ole Miss. That, that I don't know that State's going to get back in. I think that Rush took the fact that State was late to offer him kind of personally, which you know that's certainly his prerogative. And I, I think I think he's kind of locked in with Ole Miss. Stonkelberg side six. Daniel Hill is a guy we were talking about him earlier today. State pushing for him, but it feels like he he wants to get out of State as well. Yeah, and. You know, this is one of those guys. Just keep recruiting him, see what happens. I mean, he—I I know that he wants to go to places like Bama and um, spots like that. I don't know if Bama is going to take him, uh, especially for running back, which I think he wants to play. I think South Carolina is the biggest threat, the biggest possibility, because I—I'm pretty sure they would take him. Yeah. But just recruiting him, if it doesn't work out, yeah, then. Mississippi State has a chance, but you got to keep recruiting these kids, keep building that relationship, and then when that, when everything you know, when the dust settles and everything smoke clears, if he's sitting there waiting around, then you take him. Number eight in the top ten is Terrence Hibbler. He's caught, committed to Mississippi State. I feel like that's probably going to stick. And then your next guys nine through sixteen, I feel like you've got some real flip possibilities here. Noreal White committed to Arkansas. Kanan Daniels committed to Florida. Julius Pope committed to Arkansas. Anthony Maddox committed to Texas A&M. Zyron Brown is not committed to anybody at this time. P.J. Woodland, we already mentioned him. Probably, I think he's pretty locked in with State unless LSU comes in real late and decides they have it. And at that point, it might be too late. Chris Davis to Stanford, and then Tristan Jernigan to, to Tupelo. I think Stanford. I think Davis is probably pretty locked in with Stanford. State probably not looking for Anthony Maddox at this time because they've got their quarterback. And if they get a second quarterback, I think we both agree it's going to be Trey Petty. But White, Daniels, Pope, and Jernigan are all guys who Mississippi State will continue to recruit. And I won't be surprised if they flip a couple of those guys. 
Yeah, still, still a chance to get some some guys in this class, and I, like William Eccles. Yeah, I mean, that, that, Frisco that, McGee, the next the next layer of guys there. You mentioned Eccles; he's uh he's the next guy. Or Caleb Moore is a guy. Maybe he could end up at Mississippi State. We'll see. Eccles, you mentioned him. San Frisco McGee, Alex Foster, the defensive lineman out of Greenville St. Joe. Possibility he ends up in the class. And then you have a guy like Aaron Travis, who I think is sort of a plan B guy for Mississippi State right now. But if they miss on a couple of targets, he's going to be part of this class in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they do on the defensive line. They have Terrence Hibbler. They need some defensive linemen in this class, and there's some really good ones. And it seems like they're not going to get most of these guys, these top-end guys. So are they going to go out of state? Are they going to – you know, Paul mentioned the other day he wasn't getting a good vibe about how the staff felt about Caleb Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Carter's definitely a rising prospect. Yeah, he's, that's the guy who needs really to be impressed. ranked right now. Yeah, he's really impressed. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do uh, on the defensive line, um, but there's definitely some options out there. Like I said a little earlier, you know, Mississippi State has a chance, a real chance to finish with as many four stars. It's one of its highest rated classes they've had in quite some time. And it's still, like I said, a long way to go between now and then. But there's no getting around it. For football, this was a fantastic day uh, for Mississippi State. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. It is the summer. It is time to grill. If you're firing up the grill, you need to be throwing some steaks on there, some burgers. Or if you're going the big way, a brisket, a tri-tip, a picanha, some ribs, it's all better with beef. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. When you go to somebody's house, when they're cooking out, you can smell those steaks cooking, you know you made the right decision. So why not make it your house? Head over to your grocery store, talk to your butchers, and put some red meat on the menu this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I have to give a shout-out here to Two Brothers. I need to give – it's not a shout-out. It's an alert. I need you to go – I need you to knock us up to DEFCON 3 at Two Brothers. I am coming to Two Brothers on Thursday night with a friend of mine who is six foot eight and 350 pounds. So if you guys need to slaughter a second pig, do it because we're coming to eat. Is that the rice farmer? Yes. He's going to be in town. He's going with you? Yeah. He said, He said, let's get dinner. I said, absolutely. I said, he said, where do you want to go? I said, I'll tell him. Haystacks Calhoun is coming to dinner? I told him he needs to, we'll get two brothers to slaughter an extra pig for us. So (laughs) I'm just letting you guys know you need to have plenty of meat on hand because, I mean, I'm bad enough, but this guy's coming. So get ready. I can't wait. I'm excited to go to Two Brothers, and you should be too. Every time you get a chance to do it, head over to Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years going strong. That's how you know, guys. That's how you know this is a business you can trust. Nobody stays open that long. They're not taking care of their customers. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, call them back. Talk to the people who made you the sale. No overseas call center, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippians doing business with Mississippians. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 
The collegiate collection at the road. Guys, Father's Day may be coming gone, but it's time to get Dad a new polo. Don't let Dad show up to Davis Wade Stadium in the start of the Zach Arnett era in that same ratty polo he's been wearing all these years. Take him to the Rogue, shop online at therogue.com, and get him a brand new polo. Great styles, comfortable fits, and of course, the best part, the logos that Dad wants. Dad is tired of looking like a billboard for Adidas. He wants to just be wearing a nice, simple Mississippi State polo. They've got them at the Rogue. Shop online, like I said, at therogue.com or visit the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. It's hot outside. I mean, it's hot. And if you need to cool down, the place to go is Dolce. 509 University Drive. Head over there and grab you a sweet treat, some gelato or one of their awesome milkshakes. They'll make them up for you from scratch, handmade, hand-spun, all that good stuff. And, of course, you're just going to feel great because you got yourself a little treat in the middle of the afternoon. When it's hot outside and you need a cool treat, the place to go is Dolce, 509 University Drive. So that was the good news. Now we'll get into the bad news. As Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports reported, by the way, he's he's right here on the show. Uh, Mississippi State got some bad news in the transfer portal today on a baseball note as freshman All-American uh, potential first-round draft choice, Dakota Jordan, has entered the portal. And Robbie, the, the sense that I get when we discuss this is that this is not going to be a Tulu Griffin kind of situation where you know, it feels like he, he could come back. I I feel like it's 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 closer to we've seen the last of Dakota Jordan as a Mississippi State Bulldog. Yeah, the news that I have is not promising. And I I was told last week that there was a lot of maneuvering by people that aren't DJ trying to get him to go in the portal, trying to encourage him, trying to shop him out there, things like that. And that, you know, that – Mississippi State still felt good about him. And as of, you know, a day or two ago, State felt good about him. But um, that is not the case on Tuesday. And we kind of woke up to that news. There was a lot of chatter on the message boards on Tuesday morning. I start digging around a little bit. You know, we start talking to some people around Mississippi Mm -hmm. State, and it's not looking good for, for Dakota Jordan and Mississippi State. And people start asking, why is it NIL related? Does that have to do with Slate Offered? You know, is he upset at Crystal Monis? And I don't really know what to say is the overlying issue here. Mm. I don't I don't know what to tell you is the is the root. I think that Slate Offered and his family have a lot to do with it. I think he's built a good relationship with with Slate. And I think that there's an opportunity for him possibly to go to Georgia. Um, and I've heard from multiple sources that Georgia has been working a package deal with Dakota Jordan and Slate Offer. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Which would make you it know, interesting if something good was to happen for Mississippi State. Like, where does that leave Slate Offer? Yeah, I don't know. But, um, you know, and, and two, when he gets in the portal now – what happens if somebody if, if LSU comes in there and says we'll give you a million dollars, you know, yeah. or or something crazy like that? Because that changes your your thoughts drastically um, if you're Dakota Jordan. It, because now you're in the portal, you're able to be contacted directly by people. 
Um, that's not to say he hasn't been back, you know, backdoored in conversations with other people. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that, but I believe that Slate Alford has something to do with it. There is also, um, from people that I've talked to, there are people in the baseball world that have been working against Mississippi State that are, that are working in travel ball organizations that have a relationship with Dakota Jordan. And there has been a fractured relationship, if you will, with uh, Chris Lamonis and people in that organization. And I believe that that is hurting Mississippi State here as well. And it could potentially hurt Mississippi State with his, with a signee or two as well. Um, so right now, Mississippi State just do, they do not have people in their corner helping them out with Dakota Jordan, and it's it's made things difficult. And I think Dakota's getting used by some people. I think that it's not it's not all his you know decision making. I think he's been manipulated by some people in this thought in these thought processes, and. It's just kind of unfortunate to see it play out this way. And I will say this, and, and I hate I hate hearing things like what you just said because, to me, I always feel like I mean Dakota Jordan is a, a college; it'd be a college sophomore. He's smart enough to know what his future is. He knows that his future is bright, and that he's just mm-hmm. got to you know work, work, keep working, and he's going to be a high NBL, MLB draft choice, and he's going to have a lot of money and a lot of comfort for the rest of his life. At some point, you have to just be your own man and say, "This is what I want to do." I I feel like that's not happening here. So you know, I I don't know Dakota Jordan well enough to to be a guy to give him advice or anything like that. But I, I do wish that there was somebody who just tell him like, look, do what you want to do because it feels like that's that's sort of the, what's happening here is he's not doing what he wants to do. But we'll see. How and and maybe maybe in the end, this is what he wants to do. I, yeah, it's don't know. I don't know why you know he he would leave Mississippi State. You have a starting spot. You're a freshman All American. You're playing in front of, you know, one of the best fan bases in baseball. And if the rumors are correct and he's going to Georgia, it just doesn't add up. The opposite of that, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't add up. Well, what what was going on at Mississippi State that was so bad that you I mean, felt like their, you their, fan won't, their fans won't even register this. They're, right. They're, you know, if, there, there will be a State, section of their fan base that is really excited about this. And the rest of them will have no clue what's like, going on. If if Mississippi State got an All American baseball player, that would be a huge thing for Mississippi State. They would they would their fans would be all over. There'd be threads on the message board and everything else. This is something that will go completely unnoticed by Georgia, by and large. Well, I mean, look at the look at the uh, the initial thread. As <laughs> yeah, I'm having to relook at this because it's kind of hilarious. Almost seventy four thousand views mm-hmm. on our site. The, yeah. the thread that kind of started this stuff with Dakota Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if if they're talking about it on Georgia's side. I don't – there's – I mean, they're, they're, they're dealing with a, a recruiting class right now that's probably in football, you know, going to contend with the best in the country. They don't care about baseball. Yeah. Georgia is a, a message board that, as I'm looking at it, they only have uh, one board. Yeah. On the twenty four seven site, and I don't see a thread that says anything about baseball. I mean, I'm trying to find even one that says, you know, Wes Johnson has been hired. They got these are threads going back to the, you know, let me look, go back to the. Uh, 
I mean, the 16th, that's around the time that he was hired. I mean, I'm just not seeing – it's all football, 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 and that, which is fine. I understand. Two-time defending national champions, but it's just odd. So the other thing I was I, I was told today from a, a source of mine, which I don't have a ton of them, but I get them every now and then, is that they're not expecting a great portal class for Mississippi State. That, you know, they're, they're just – they don't feel like – the portal is going to be kind to Chris Lamonis. And if that's I mean, how could you, I mean, I, I know and it feels like common sense, but it, I feel like somebody needs to say it out loud at the same time. I mean, I have no expectation, which I had no expectations for the pitching coach. So yeah. I think the, the key thing is you set your expectations very low mm-hmm. and whatever happens above them is great. So if you come into this and say, Mississippi state is going to have a disastrous portal hall, and they get, you know, three power five transfers. It was a great offseason for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm approaching this, Brian. I, I see what you're doing there. I mean, there's and, – and, you know, I, I'm going to say, too, Chris Lamonis lets, like, no information out of that building. None. Like, we, we didn't know hardly anybody was visiting last year. The only way that I knew that – uh, somebody was visiting is I think you were with me and um, uh, Stonk is calling me. Um, I think you were with me and we saw Tyler Davis at two brothers. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. So Robbie can take that phone call Dakota Jordan, obviously in the transfer portal. So that's, that's what, that's just the way that that's going to be. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show. We've got an interview on tomorrow's show with Chris Doring from the SEC network and uh, a little bit more college football talk as well. Plus, if recruiting continues to sizzle, we'll talk about that. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.